Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thank you so much for tuning in to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. We got someone here in the studio that you guys have been commenting and asking where he's at. I've been wondering the exact same thing, but he's here sitting right next to me right oh, now. Oh, we got oh. Mr. Eric Swanson in the yes, booth. Yes, I am. He's coming to join us on a podcast and a live feed tonight. You betcha. Or talk about some salmon, huh? That's right. Talking about some salmon. And just real quick, if Marlon and I's voice sound really tired and really worn out and really, it's cause it is. They really are. throaty because the last two days we've been fishing in an absolute freaking snowstorm, but catching a few steelhead might have been some yelling, might have been some excited moments, yep. but it was pretty epic. And we filmed it all for you guys. I cannot wait for this video. It's going to gonna be a cool video. So, I mean, besides the fish catching, so much other stuff. We're not going to yeah. tease it out there, but if you kind of wonder why we're kind of... There may of or may not be another prank coming. Oh, Let's just say that. It was so... And we got someone it so was good. so dirty. It was how a prank should be. Exactly. It was how a prank should be. It was planned out perfectly <laughs> and executed perfectly. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. But, yeah, so we're just... We're hot off the uh, traffic of Portland and in the studio, but we got here for Mr. Swanson. Oh, yeah. So how'd the springer season go, dude? Because I, I saw tons of pictures yeah. and tons of killing. Yeah, it was. I would say it was probably better than, you know, other seasons. You know, the last couple of days out there was absolutely phenomenal. And it was really sad to see it end, you know, right mm-hmm. when the fish showed up. Because I remember the week before, it was like, oh, one fish here, one fish there. Then the last couple of days, it was how springer fishing should have been. I remember that first pass in the morning on Wednesday. Dude, I called you and you're like, oh my gosh, we got four dead. And at that point, I was one for four. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is insane. They're all over the graph. We're just hooking them left and right. It yeah, was dirty. It was really cool. But that's awesome. that, that's classic, though. You know, we're only allowed to kill. I think this year it was only like 5,100 fish. Like, yeah, it was pretty low. By the time they... And that's what we're talking about tonight, guys. We had our fall se- fall salmon seasons announced um, just uh, last day or two. PSMFC's done. North Falcon's done. The guidelines are out. So... Um, there's going to be some like regulatory like changes coming up, but like for the most part, we know the seasons now, and that's what we kind of want to delve into a little bit with Mr. Swanson because yep. everyone's wanting to talk, you know, salmon. Yep. It it is supposed to be spring, but it's, it's not be. really spring. Uh, yeah, four, four inches days. of snow the other four day. Four inches of snow, but you know that's what we're talking. We're talking salmon with one of the best trollers on the Columbia River. But yeah, mm-hmm. that day was epic. That was, was a fun. That was a cool day. But unfortunately, because we kill a thousand fish a day. At those last couple of days, and we only are allowed 5,000, it goes quick. It goes early. Yeah. It does. But at least, you know, we made it happen. We had some really good days mixed in with some tough days. But I would say overall, it was a, a good season. Uh, better than last year. Yeah, you bet. Better than last year. You know, we had a little current through the tides. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we had another, you know, another yeah. year where the slack tides really didn't produce a lot of fish. No. But then when you got current, that actually channelized them and kind of moved them into the yeah. spots you could get at them. We got at them. Yeah, some of those mornings where you had like a nine or ten o'clock high tide, and so you, like the first two or three hours were kind of like slack frog kind water. Of hoping you're. Oh my one. gosh, you'd mark them anywhere from the bottom to you know fifteen twenty feet off the bottom. It was just really hard to target fish when they weren't like you know pushed to the bottom and to the sides like in normal years with some higher water. Right, and Columbia was pretty clear, but it wasn't yeah. fall clear, and so when you had fish that were suspended up. I mean, you had to put it on their nose, but it's a lot easier to put them on the nose when they're all on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We know right where they're at. Yeah. But but good season. You know, now we're kind of moving into the Willamette and that kind of a thing. So should How's should that going to be? Gonna be? Is, the, is it going to fish good this yeah. year? Yeah, it will. It will definitely. And it has been. You know, the the first couple weeks of April in the years have always kind of been tough, but the, you know, the last week and a half has actually been pretty good. So I'm hoping that's a sign for good things to come. Yeah. I can tell you, like, in... You know, usually there's a you know a little bit of a dull period like right after the Columbia closes. Right, it seems for like sure. it takes like a week or two to yeah. fire up, but we've 
heard and seen some some good really bites. good numbers. Yeah. Uh, not to mention, for at least the last time I checked the dam count, at that point in time, I think we only had like eleven hundred fish over. Right. This was like three or four days ago, but we were beating the ten year average over Bonneville. Yep. Some of our tributaries, we've been talking about this a few times in some of the podcasts <coughs> and live feeds, but um, you know, some of the tributaries, Hydro Project received springers uh, earlier than they'd ever had yeah. in existence. And uh, some of the tributaries are kicking out fish already. Yeah. Well, that's like good things. Above to and below dams. <laughs> good things to come. Like, So I'm on this text string with about five other my guide buddies there. And uh, so I've been at the coast the last two days with my girlfriend just kind of on a little vacation after I fished for like 20 days in a row, just kind of getting getting back on her good side. And uh, anyway, so one of my buddies killed seven oh. in, in the Willamette the other day. And, like I'm sitting at the coast. I'm like, like in the Columbia? Oh, no, in the Willamette. Oh, oh, Willamette. So I'm sitting there like at the coast like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? So anyways. <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing? You're getting ready for two. Because that's yes. the other thing. Like people, a lot of people think that when that Columbia season's like, it's over. And yeah. it's like, no, that's like the first 25% of the yeah. season, really. Like so, it's, it's just starting. Like I kind of go back tomorrow. And as long as I don't get canceled on. You know, I'll do like another 16 or 17 days in a row and, you know, kind of that thing. So getting back into it, excited, good fish numbers, good catch numbers, good weather, hopefully. I was just trying to pull up the Willamette turbidity. It's starting um, to spike a little bit. It's starting to spike. So I was yeah. going to ask, like, so what's, so what's Mr. Swanson, like, going to go for? Are you going to get on the 360 game or still the triangle? So, so last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I ran 360s. And Friday and Saturday, I did better than everybody else. And on Sunday, that turbidity had spiked and it had moved down to where I've been at. And uh, and I kind of got my butt kicked a little bit on Sunday because, uh, you know, the visibility went from temperature. like... Definitely visibility. Temperature was the exact same, but the uh, the turbidity went from like four to seven. And so, you know, my visibility went from like three and a half down to two. Yeah. And that, that killed my bite. No doubt about it. You know, I know another angler that... So you mm-hmm. said... Yeah, he killed six one day. They only killed one the, one, the next. Yep. So, yep. like, exact same situation. Yeah, I'm wondering if the, and, and, you know, he he's 360 till the day he dies. Right. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, well, unless something else comes around that catches more fish than a 360, than a short bus 360, I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. But, yeah. So maybe that, that's the number. So <laughs> take that, put that in your notes, kids. <laughs> Four to seven. Four to seven. On the whole amateurbidity. That's, that's kind of your magic. It might be the, the sweet spot. So, but then the bait guys got him. Yeah, then the bait guys did get him. And I was, you know, getting phone calls and getting pictures. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But, you know, I kind of was just sticking to the program where I got him the day before and, you know, kind of didn't pan out. But that also is Springer's. I it mean, is. that is Springer's. I mean, shoot, I had a day like three weeks ago in Columbia. I had five. I'm like, yeah, it's starting up. And the next day I had like one bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just weren't there. You can go from zero to hero in, you know, 24 hours, basically. 12 yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hero yeah. to zero and zero to hero. That's right. But no, I mean, it should be pretty good. I mean, I think there was 40, a little less than, or a little more than 40,000. Last year, the prediction was 50,000, but they ended up with 40. Right. Um, but, you know, I think as this season carries on and we keep seeing these good fish numbers, um, you know, there's opening, there's there's openings up on, on, on the, I'm just going to say it, the callus and the wind, and not that they're significant now, but those were closed last year's seasons and they are right. open this year. So maybe people get spread out and get some opportunity. But so when you start, you know, you're later on springer season here after you get on walleye fishing, are you going to go up to the wind or are you going to stick to the Willamette? All What's, depends on that magic dam count. Yeah. I don't need to go nowhere until right. that dam count tells me to. Right. And that's sure. what's, that's the beauty of it. Um, some of those fisheries. And then also too, like as we start to see some of the, the Oregon city counts and stuff like right. that catch up a little bit, even though granted a lot of times, you know, in some fisheries, when you're seeing the dam counts good, then you've already missed it. 
Right. Like, you know, for so sure. you got to kind of watch them pretty close. Like and, anticipate when it's going to spike and all that. So you'll kind of just move around depending on yeah. what the damn counts are. Yeah. When I book trips in April and May, I tell them, I go, these are our options. Yep. Plan on going here and we will go wherever it's best. Exactly. Because yep. we can get a big rainstorm. Just plan on. And knock, they'll knock the land out for two yeah. weeks. Yeah. So. For sure. Which kind of a game we play. Which might be coming up here, you know, after all the snow melts in the lower valley. I talked to my good buddy, Cody Herman. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so he was down in the Willamette area. Uh, day before yesterday, and he said the coastal fork of the Willamette was blowing out chocolate mud. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of waiting to see that wall of, and I don't know. So, you know, obviously the turbidity is spiking right now, so I don't know how high it's going to spike, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling that's stop. that's kind of what we're seeing coming down now. So, well, wow. and we just got this random like, you know, April snow apocalypse all of a sudden that dumped a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mountains are like, pretty the high, dry yeah. at home. Yeah. yeah. And it's supposed to be, I think, 70 degrees next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, what's that going to do? It's going to bring everything yeah. up and it's going to yeah. cool everything uh, off, too. Yeah. Yep. I did hear the Columbia, you know, from some of our walleye guys doing some walleye fishing. Uh, they said it's dropped two degrees on that east side in the last, like, three days. It actually kind of cooled the bite off a little bit. Cooled the post-spawn walleye bite off. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, either way, there's the, the Springer rundown. You'll fish Springers, what, till mid June? Till like, yeah, until I start summer snook fishing. So, yeah, till like the first week of June, basically. Yeah. And then I'll what start you, switching and, over. And speaking of summer snook, we just got our season set. Yeah. Just today. What do you think about that? Well, so I had to call a lot of people, shoot a lot of text messages to, uh, <laughs> oh, to, no, uh, yeah. to kind of let them know that their date was going to have to be a, you know, a springer trip or a summer steelhead or some, you know, because I think we got, what, eight days, Mm-mm. six days. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was pretty, pretty Yeah, slim. there was a lot of discussion with that because, like I said, PSMFC... Um, north of Falcon, all that process is done. We've got seasons, and they gave us summer snook season in Columbia for only from June sixteenth to June twenty second. Yep. And there was a lot, of, and there was some discussion back and forth about maybe like pushing the start date later, uh, just because if they if they really get rid of those first like, you know, five to ten days of the season, like we, according to their checks, mm-hmm. you know. Take it for the grain of salt. Uh, we catch a lot of fish on the 16th and a little less on the 17th, a little less on the 18th, and right. so on and so forth. So, like, if you get rid of some of those really catch-heavy first days, right. then the season, you know, if you start it late, can kind of trickle out. All I mean, there's so much yeah. every day in, in the river in July. Right. Um, but I think that they've they, they kind of flopped on that. I thought they were going to go for the later, longer season. Instead, they went with the shorter season, but it should be really productive because the, the, that's the other thing. The spring chinook number is still over 50,000. So most of the time when we're summer snook fishing, probably half the fish I catch every day are still, yeah. you know, they're still black. Yes, sprayers. they're still springers. And you can tell because the <laughs> yep, summer yep. fish, they're like 16 to 18, you know, like five spots on their back. And then you'll get this black face 12 mm-hmm. pounder with a million dark spots and a purple back. And you just, you know, for a fact, half those fish are killing springers. in the fish box, it's, yes. yeah, it's belly turns to coal, which is oh, a good yeah. thing. Which it's is good. A bad thing. They cut better. But, but for sure, a lot of those fish are still springers for uh-huh. sure. 100%. Yeah. So you're gonna fish there without the runoff this year. I think it's gonna be a 360 game or an anchor game. You know, I think so. The spot I fish, it, it you know, I think it always it's always an anchor game because it's such a kind of a pinch point, and the current always rips. Mm-hmm. Depend, you know, depending on you know water levels, but it, it always it always seems to rip through there. So I'll primarily anchor fish. Yeah. Talking about like that current channelized yes. fish, you're not gonna have any problems even if the low Columbia. I just tell people it's it, you know the spot I fish is a fish highway. There you go. It's a fish highway. <laughs> Let that current push every single exactly. one that's going to swim up a 400-yard wide or a 500-yard wide river behind your boat. They don't want to be in 40 feet of water, and they're not going to be on the bank, so they're going to be on the spot I fish. 
<laughs> Eric Swanson's spot. What about the fall seasons? Have you checked that stuff out oh yet? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's what the first 24 days is hatchery only. This is buoy 10 starting buoy August 10. 1. Yes. So that's, it makes it a challenge to limit out, you know, because it seems like at least three quarters of those, those fish I catch down there are all, all pretty much wilds. So. Yeah. Well, the last couple of years, the mark rate has been good, and, and they do think that it's going to even improve even more this year. I sure hope so, because I really like those. I think they had six. I think they had a sixty-plus percent mark rate last year in that fishery, as far as mark versus released. Right. And then this year, there's That's, a huge component of like these Bonneville pool hatchery fish right. that are going to come back. Which, truth be told, are toolies. Uh, yeah. but they're not the bad toolies. Like right. we can kill as many of those things and right. they're not going to hurt us as the talking, wild ones. Talking about mark rates, the mark rate in my boat is way lower than 60%. <laughs> I mean, it's like, even for springers, like if I have a good day where I bang out like six or seven springers, two or three of them are always wild. It you know, it yeah. just, it's always one of those things. Roll the dice every single time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, August 1st through 24th this year, hatchery only. And, it, and I mean, it, it's kind of a weird situation too, because like just being on, you know, listening to the meetings and, and getting the handouts and whatnot, like they last year and we had August 1st through 10th hatchery only. And the idea was that if you just gave up those, if they told the sportsman, just give up those first 10 days and then we'll, we'll get you to labor day. If mm -hmm. you guys do hatchery only over the first 10 days, we'll get you to labor day. Cause that's like one of their, that's one of their management goals is mm -hmm. like get the buoy 10 fishery for Chinook through labor day. Right. And unfortunately, they missed guest on the tenth. We are right. we're we're better fishermen. Or actually, what I really think happened is more toolies sh showed up. They survived better. Ultimately, yep. they did end up statistically almost dead heat to the forecast. But there was an increase in what actually came back for the LRHs or the toolies that we can't kill or right. the lower or wilds. Excuse me. So this year, they really there's there was actually forecast to be less of them. Right. Which is why instead of just bumping it to the 15th or, the, you know, a little Ugh. later on, it's like, well, shoot, they had to really look at it yeah, and bump it to the 24th. Well, last year, in those first 10 days, we only used, like, a few percentages, like like 2 to 4% of, like, our impact in 10 days of fishing at right. Bowie 10. And we had good fishing. Right. We really caught good a lot of fish, and we killed a bunch of fish. Yep. And we, some days, you're right, took a lot of time. Yeah. But we had, you know, good fishing. But Will there be year, a lot of coho, though, too? Yeah, and so this year, I think they, the you know the you know the, the way the process worked was like, well, we didn't really burn any impacts in those first ten days, so let's extend it out further. And keep in mind, like, there's less of those wilds. That means we can fish on them. We can basically catch and kill them less. And when you have a hatchery only season, you're not killing wilds. Right. Like the take is zero. There is release mortality associated with that, which is why there was a small percentage. But for the most part, it's low. It's low. Yeah. But by extending it out the 24 days, they assume that after we go kill them all on the 25th, it will get us to Labor Day. Now, like right. like what you said, we're on the coho. There is a good contingent of coho, 1.2 million. They actually have confidence in that number. I guess some years they make forecasts that they don't really have confidence in. But they have a lot oh, of Oh, weird. Yeah, the last... <laughs> weird. The last, what, the last <laughs> what, three years? 1.8 million coho, 400,000 show up. But the real significant part of the coho forecast, and it not lost on people, but like looking at the B run component is almost double what it was last year. And keep in mind, like, you know, there's a lot of coho available, a lot of hatchery coho available in a lot of trips in August, early in August, like they show up, like they move through, right. but the fishery, especially after the Chinook close and for us for like twitching and doing all our fun stuff on the trips later in the season is the B run. And that's, so even though we see that 1.2 million, like even last year we had over a million of coho. And what would you rate coho fishing last year, Marlon? 
It was okay, yeah. Average. I mean, yeah. not like blow your no. socks off, but no. you caught. I mean, like average. Like yeah. it wasn't like it, we've seen. Yeah. But I think this year, even with though the forecast is relatively the same. I mean, I think it went from 1.6 million, 1.2, whatever. But I mean, it's a lot of fish. But with that B run being double, and if we get it, like I think things can be really good. And because of that, after the Chinook closes at Buoy 10, they're giving it a three hatchery coho mm-hmm. limit, which I don't know if any of you guys have done the coho rodeo in September for B runners when they're there. It can get pretty, yeah. oh, in the words of Drew, nasty. Yeah. <laughs> it can get nasty. It gets sideways pretty quick down there. I mean, it's. Yeah. You can fill your freezer pretty fast with three fish a day. And quality fish because those fish yeah, that are arriving later from the ocean are big. Yeah. Yeah. Chinook size coho for sure. Upriver in our backyard, up in the up in the middle river. Yeah. It's gonna be a little different season. A little I th- I feel like we took the beating. We did. So that's yeah, that's gonna be pretty tough. Looks like we're gonna have to head above Bonneville once again. That's right. So September seventh, uh, from the Warrior Rock line down closes yep. for Chinook and then we get like one more week actually it's like six days it closes yep. then from the 7th to the 13th from the Warrior Rock line at Bonneville yep. same thing they're just trying to avoid Thule catch uh, and then it's and then the Middle River closes for, mm-hmm. last, for the last two weeks of September um, which is really kind of a bummer because that's when we see a yes. lot of bright fishing but for them to extend out you know, some of the management goals for Chinook at Bowie 10 to Labor Day, I feel like we should have some management goals in the middle river yeah. that we'd like to obtain. It's nice to fish in the backyard. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I catch more Chinook in the river than down there because the yeah. river's not as wide, the tide's not as big, the fish seem to stack. There's a million reasons why, well, yeah, but I mean, people still think Bowie 10 is the best for Chinook. I'll let them think that. But the yeah. reality is the middle river kills a lot of Chinook. I like to fish where the river's three quarters of a mile wide and not four miles wide because I know exactly where the fish are going to be at. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, a little easier. Good news, which they didn't have in the first North of Falcon meeting, is they did. They are going to plan on reopening the Columbia after October 1. Which is fine because there's still lots of Chinook around and there's lots of coho. B-run coho. Yes. So, like, yeah, that actually wasn't in their docket. And yeah. I spoke up at North of Falcon and said, hey, this can't like no 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 no. There's no there's very I can't say no. There's very little tule burn later on in the season. Yeah. And it's thirty days of yeah. good, productive hatchery yes. coho or any Chinook fishing. And especially if we don't get a bunch of rain that first week or two of October, those fish stack at the mouth of the tribs mm. and you can have some pretty epic heydays in there catching fish. When nobody else is out there because everybody thinks it's over with. Well, a lot of guys go hunting. A lot of guys right. go in the tribs. Yep. Now, I mean, I know Marlon. I know Marlon be chasing horns and hooves, and yeah, he, like mm-hmm. he, we, I don't even think we got him out there last year. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, once deer season and stuff comes around, I'm just yeah. yeah. yeah he has a free day. He's gone. I love to hunt too, but we appreciate that because we need more room. Yeah. I'm just kidding. More There's fish. lots of fish there. But those last two weeks of September, you said you're going above Bonneville, and that's going to be open. Your that's going to be open from August one till the end of the year. Yeah, exactly. So I'll head up there once. Once the middle river closes, I'll just head up there to one of the mouth of the other tribs. And, you know, unfortunately, you stay in a hotel and you're eating out every night. So you're, you know, you're burning a lot of extra money up there that you shouldn't need to because we should be back home. But anyways, I'll be up there and the fishing is just as good, honestly, if not better. If not better. I mean, it's because those fish are even more stacked and they're even more like well-defined as far as where they're at. And, you know, a couple couple hours in the morning, you're usually done with all your snook and it's pretty good. So that's where I'll be. Overall, I think this year is going to be a very productive year, and I oh, was yeah. hoping you guys could we could get Eric a little bit insight um, for talking about kind of through these seasons and the yeah. big plans and whatnot. You're not gonna 
no, never mind. I'm not even going to ask mm-hmm. that. Uh, but those, also, one other thing I breezed over is June 25th is the Marine Area 1 yeah. ocean opener. Right. And some of the guys that head up to Westport and stuff like that, they got a very lucrative season. Marine Area 1 season for Coho Take is 84000 I saw that. What a hole. That's a lot. Yeah. I'm going to be out there a lot in July. Yeah. At $8 a gallon gas. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's going to hurt a little bit, but. Big time. Good, good news. Won't have to troll long, hopefully. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I say that now. I just cursed the whole fishery. I'm oh sorry God. if the Marine Area One fishery sucks this year. It's my bad. Hopefully, yeah. at least the weather's nice out there, and we're not pounding ourselves and snow squalls. Snow squalls <laughs> in July. <laughs> we'll get a hurricane. Oh man, but yeah, yeah no. lots, lots of good fishing to look forward to this year. That's why I keep telling people is, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, what seasons we get as long as we have seasons and we have opportunity. Because without opportunities, we're sitting on the couch. That's true. Yeah, Days on the so water, Eric will find them. That's for sure. At Give least I'll find a couple wilds, I'm sure. <laughs> make it happen. Still fun yeah. to catch. They are. But, you know, after grinding, you know, daylight till, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, every day for springers, it's nice to kind of transition over to fall and have those nice, you know, done at 11, flayed fish, having a nap by noon, you know, Going days. Yes. <laughs> those, those, you know, those days I really like, but, you know, we'll. We'll see how it goes with this hatchery only down at Bowie Tan. That might be a little, that that's going to be a little weird, but I think overall, if they don't suffer a closure, yeah. an early closure down there, it sends the ripple effects right up the river. And then we see closures in the middle river and it just kind of throws the whole management mm-hmm. into a whirlwind. So I think if, I would rather have them be a little conservative on the front end and not right. have to shake things up so bad. On the how back. many days did what was it in the Middle River last year? I think it was real similar to this. Coming. Well, it closed on September sixth or seventh. Remember, it shut it down for like a, that week or ten days, kind of middle, because they basically said that the, the manager said they needed to, t- you know, stop and take a breath. We were whacking way too many toolies in the middle of the river, and all those tags were showing up, and it was blowing up the numbers. Mm-hmm. We argued that there was a lot of fish. And ultimately, there was a little bit over forecast, but like we were just really good at catching them last year, mm-hmm. really unlucky. Which is why we and we'll get we'll talk about it when we get closer. Really, why the importance of not killing wild tulies because you could be inadvertently bringing back that coated wire tag that represents a lot more fish to a fish checker. Yep, mm-hmm. and it's not that you can't not give your fish to the fish checker, but maybe it's like maybe don't kill the fish that are a little less quality and try to find those other ones because it's important to the fishery. Right. But we'll talk about that in a later podcast. All right, cool. Well, on another note, guys, we are ready. I'm so tired, dude, from this drive. I'm just want to like fall asleep. You right didn't now. even drive. You slept the whole freaking way. I slept for like an hour. Maybe you, I was in traffic a lot longer than an hour. Well, I guess maybe it only felt like an hour. <sighs> anyway, guys, if you guys didn't see, we also finally came out with our spring merch drop. So make sure you guys head over to the website. Some of the stuff already sold out, but we went big on a lot of it as well. So head over to the website, spring merch drop. Thank you guys so much for listening. Catch you guys on another one. Later. Thank you.